horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right, and welcome. It's uh, drums rolling time. We're time to trying to uh, gear up and get our focus on for this year's Kentucky Derby. Uh, Essential Quality has the target on his back, but let me tell you, just talk to a few people, and you'll find out there are plenty of uh, contenders in the field if you want to shop a price around you know i guess the question is who can go a mile and a quarter can't just point a finger at essential quality because we we just don't know which one of these horses is going to up jump how about some of these horses that that have been closing or horses like super stock that up jump a, a big one with a good pace up front which the kentucky derby normally guarantees uh this is a interesting uh, derby for sure. Again, anything can happen in the next week. We've seen this before. Horse goes off a little bit in, in his training uh, for some reason. Um, and then, of course, on Tuesday, we have the post position draw. That's going to change things. You really don't want to be down in one, two, three, even if you do have early speed. It's going to be very, very interesting. And uh, we're going to bring in uh, two experts. Um, we're going we're to have uh, Byron King from the Blood Horse. And uh, as you know, they always did their Derby Dozen, and the tradition has has continued. And uh, Byron King has been updating it, and now I see it from reading his uh, Derby Dozen that uh, he, being a native of Louisville, is able to get up and out of bed every day and get over there before the sun rises and watch the morning workouts, in some cases workouts and watching them cool down, the horse's demeanor. And he's going to kind of pass that along to us along with his selections. And also, we're going across the pond tonight to a, a, a British bookmaker by the name of James Ross. Now, uh, he is associated with um, BUSR, which is like the best place to bet on the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we have over 256 different types of bets and uh BUSR is our new sponsor, and uh, James Ross is going to be the guy. He's going to be joining us on a regular basis. I I, I kind of find it uh, real uh, interesting to kind of get the European uh, viewpoint about uh, what is uh, going on and and how, how they they, 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 they see things and uh, what interest that they have in the uh, um, American product and the interest in the Kentucky Derby from conversations um, I've, I've had with James. Uh, he uh, uh, says there's quite a bit. He, last year, obviously, was an aberration uh, with COVID and the change of the schedule and uh, the Triple Crown races all be uh, uh, written uh, 
for different uh, times and uh, just shuffled all over. Let's face it. It was 2020. Throw it out. Things are back to normal. The Europeans are watching us. Of course, all of you listeners are watching us, and uh, we hope that uh, we can uh, give you some pretty good information. Now, uh, so we hope to get James Ross on. I'm still uh, working on that with my producer uh, because uh, he's very important to to this uh, part of the show, but We've got plenty to talk about um, from last week, and it being the big centerpiece race, the Apple Blossom Handicap. Of course, pretty much all we talked about was Monomoy Girl and Swiss Skydiver and the fact that Latruska was probably going to set up the speed for the top two. Uh, who can uh, both uh, have shown in the races that they can rate and still win? Of course, uh, Monomoy Girl will be going to the Hall of Fame whenever she decides to retire, uh, currently a six-year-old mayor. Well, Monomoy Girl just came up a little bit short, but it wasn't Swiss Skydiver. It was Latruska. And what a game, game race. I read Ortiz, what a ride. Uh, Latruska was passed in the stretch for a moment. Looked like Monomoy Girl and Florent Giroux were going to go by. And uh, they, they didn't get it done. A Swiss skydiver was in tight early and tired a bit. So it was Latruska, a former graded stakes winner from Mexico, getting the best of champion Monomoy Girl in third, last year's champion, three-year-old Swiss skydiver. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break here on Winning Ponies. And then we're going to bring in our featured sponsor, our sponsor. Spokesperson is James Ross, and he represents BUSR. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds quarters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the triple crown breeders cup travers haskell or your daily races don't worry let winningponies.com make some money for you the Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free. 1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with us right now, James Ross. Uh, I've had a chance to contact him throughout the week. This will be my first extended conversation with him. As I told you, he's now associated with BUSR, the best place to bet on the Kentucky Derby. And uh, James, he'll update us on more information about BUSR. But right now, we want to find out about him and welcome him to Winning Ponies. James, how are you? I'm good. Good evening. Um, no, I'm good. Obviously, you uh, you speak to me in the early hours here in the UK, and uh, as you, as you will detect, I am English. I am from Britain. Um, so, apologies. I will not be saying Derby. I will be consistently saying Derby throughout this interview. Apologies <laughs> to any Americans listening. That's quite all right. Quite all right. Well, um, anyhow, let's go back and paint the picture of who James Ross is. I, I mean, that's not going to be an easy thing to do now the only uh james ross i know uh was sir james ross who was a british royal navy officer and a polar explorer uh back in the 1800s are you by any chance uh, uh, related to sir james clark ross uh, no, and I am not a knight of the realm. Um, <laughs> no, not yet, and I'm not sure after 22 years in the uh, in the gambling industry in the UK whether I'm ever going to make a sir. But uh, I, I aspire to do it. So that's <laughs> it's a life goal, perhaps. Well, okay. Well, I got that out of the way, but I just wanted to know if I was speaking with royalty or not. But uh, so anyhow, you grew up in a town that obviously. Uh, bore the uh, greatest musical group in the world, and that is the Beatles. You grew up in Liverpool. Um, Do you ever get a chance to see the Beatles or anybody from the English invasion? Uh, my dad did, I didn't. So I'm about 40, whereas my dad, who's, what, 72, he went to school with uh, two of the Beatles, Harrison and, uh, and McCartney, and he went to the cavern in the 60s and all of that. By the 80s, that was all gone. Uh, and, w- and actually, we were down to just the three Beatles uh, by the time I was born. So unfortunately not. Um, but we've got more than more than just the Beatles in Liverpool, of course. We've got uh, football or soccer, as you might refer to it. We've got the biggest uh, club in 
in Europe in Liverpool uh, FC and of course we do have some horse racing but it's not quite the racing you you might recognize in the states of course we've got jump racing and we have the world famous Grand National race so that was really the race that I was brought up with as a four or five year old they were the first bets I ever had betting on the Grand National um, it's I've always found it a little bit disappointing the Americans haven't taken to the Grand National and jumps racing but um, it's all flat racing in the U.S., of course. Uh, I remember, and I'm going back, you know, 50-some years or something like that. Um, my mother used to get a ticket to the Grand National, and I think it just had a number on it. Like back then, I mean, you have so many horses that run in that race, but it was just like a number. I'll say 231 Grand National, and you held on to that like it was gold. I never quite figured out what it was, but she showed it to me one day. I'm not sure where she got it or even if they first print them or if it's it's legal or not. But anyhow, so you already took me back to my next question. You you started your interest in the horse when you were four or five years old? Yeah, and it sounds appalling now. In kind no, of no, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, it's, you know, in this kind of era now that we live in of, you know, kind of responsible gambling and everyone having to be, you know, very careful to keep children away from advertising that would have gambling and all that sort of thing. Oh, no, in the 80s, I was brought up with gambling from a very young age. Um, so, yeah, at four or five, um, that's when I placed my first bets on the Grand National would be a big one. Um, also, you know, like the Cheltenham Gold Cup would be really big in the UK sort of 30 years ago it still is now but it, you know the, the whole family would kind of all get around the newspaper get their pin pin out and kind of pick the horse that they're betting on and then the Derby and the Oaks and you know, you know so there's so many kind of uh, racing events that <laughs> back in the 80s kids used to get involved in I think times have kind of changed a little bit where you probably wouldn't be encouraging children to gamble on the horses probably just cheer them on but yeah that's that's how I got the bug and uh, well, I've never quite lost it. I, I've been uh, taking my boys to the track till since they could waddle. So, uh, but that was basically for the, the sport. And we had bred a couple horses and had a few horses. And they, you know, they just wanted to feed them carrots and have fun, and you know, uh, get an ice cream soda at the end of the races. But they had a blast, and they all uh, ended up. Uh, I put their name on a horse's breeder, and it kind of gave them something to root for and taught them a lot about the racing game. But this isn't about me. This is about uh, James Ross with BUSR. Now, um, I've got to, I will tell you one thing. Uh, the Aintree Grand National, you, you mentioned that, and excuse my uh, pronunciation, but uh, I got to know over the years a gentleman by the name of Mark Johnson when he was calling the races at Churchill Downs. And Mark told me that that course is so vast that he is one of a team of three announcers because no one announcer could see the horses all the way around oh it's absolutely huge yeah and the it's a marathon it's uh, you know we, we kind of talk about you know five six furlongs and we're talking about the kentucky derby as being a long race at a mile and a quarter well this is um best part of four miles just over four miles in fact it was even longer than that uh, in my grandfather's day so no, it's an incredibly big course and um down the years it's often opens up opportunities for uh, sneaky gamblers um you know because now in the, in the uk we 
have in-play betting on uh, on racing. So you can right. bet on a race during it on you know on on various different sports books. So if you've got a guy sitting uh, sitting behind that third fence when no one else has got access and it's a misty day, you could actually probably place a bet and get quite a big advantage. But yeah, absolutely huge course, and you know as we all know, some of the biggest fences and jumps in the world are very very dangerous race as well, which is why some of the uh, uh, let me let me phrase this correctly. Uh, some of the um, some of the uh, animal rights uh, groups aren't so keen on that race anymore. Now nobody loves uh, you know loves horses more than me and the racing community in the UK. But unfortunately, um, right now they're getting quite a rough ride from the animal rights people, which I find ironic because the horse racing community loves horses like nobody. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at how hard the people work with them, and that is their livelihood. Why would they do anything uh, to a wonderful animal that would not increase their ability to, you know, have have a livelihood? But, hey, I could go on forever about that. Now, you mentioned going to the races. You eventually became a bookmaker. Were you one of those guys that, uh, I didn't make it as far as England, but I did make it as far as Ireland, uh, that stand there with the signs and actually uh, erase odds and change odds as, as the betting goes on? Absolutely, yeah. In the, the 20, 30 minutes before a race, we would, uh, yeah, we'd be standing there. And it's either the best job in the world in summer when the sun is shining and the beautiful girls are out in the dresses and the, and the beer's lovely and cold. It's either the most beautiful job in the world doing what you love or you're at, you know, you're at Wing Canton in December <laughs> in the north of England <laughs> and it's freezing cold and you get in the rain's battering you and, and you, you know, you're lucky if you take about 10 pounds uh, before a race that just no one's watching on course um, but yeah it's it's kind of a, it's an old tradition that we still have we, we still do that in the UK betting on course it opens all the elements and so I so I did that for many years um, and then I did it in the then I've kind of worked in race books and sports books in the more modern forms of how people like to place bets now which obviously was call centre through the noughties people used to like to dial a bet in and you, you'd ring through to the the sports line to place your bet and now everything's online you know and even at busr you know we're seeing guys in their 80s placing bets with us online so it's not just for kids it's for everyone well that was it now the before we get out of bsa you got to tell there has to be an interesting story of two of when you were one of those hands-on bookmakers i mean i watched it myself and i couldn't just money's exchanging hands and names are being written on pieces of paper and handed back to people i mean that kind of opens up the door for some interesting stories can you give me one Oh, just endless, to be honest. There was more than anything, I would say, the great thing, particularly sort of 10, 20 years ago, when, when on course it was really, really vibrant, was, um, was the banter, was the, the interaction, the, the com- uh, camaraderie you would have between all the bookies. And you'd have these just great characters. They'd all have their own catchphrases. And um, it was just a fantastic atmosphere working on course back then. It's not the same now. Of course, it's changed. People want to bet online. Line, but um, 
I do have stories to, to share, but I, I couldn't dare do it in. <laughs> some some of the stories would not bear uh, broadcasting <laughs> at any time of night, I'm afraid. Well, we're not regulated uh, too too hard on this. I, I, I won't ask you to go any further, but we might look into that uh, down the road for another interview because that, that's just a fantastic uh, uh, topic and actually a lifestyle to live through. So now now you, you did that. You, you, you worked in professional parlors. Um. How did you segue into BUSR? Would you please, I know I'm just giving initials out to our audience, but uh, first of all, explain what, explain how you got in the door, explain what it is you do now, and then help walk us through. Because when I looked up there and saw that there were over 256 different types of bets on the Kentucky Derby, my hat fell off. It's like, so to tell us about BUSR and your involvement. Yeah, so so BUSR, we're we're based all over the world. So I'm, um, you know, I work from the London office. Um, we've got offices all over the world, and we've got customers all over the world. And and the origins of the company really were that it was uh, betting on US racing. BUSR, betting on US racing. That's how it started. Um, and do you know the mad thing? Um, we went into a real boom last year. Um, we, this, the sports book and the race book, we were doing well. We were plodding along. Um, but then suddenly COVID happened. And then the company just took off exponentially. Um, thankfully, I was part of BUSR at the time. And I remember a year ago, um, we went from race Facebook and sports but was always kind of 50 50 you know half our customers were were, were were sports guys and half were racing and then obviously the whole world closed all their sports there was no tennis or soccer or football or anything um so then I think all the gamblers around the world and this is in every country that that we work with suddenly was like they, they all thought to themselves well I need to bet on something so the sports guys all moved across to uh to racing and there was wow some amazing um, you, uh, American racing that continues through last summer um, and then the other great success last year we talked about this the other day actually John um, was the Korean baseball a year ago exactly <laughs> Korean baseball it was like from obviously it should be it should be MLB at this time of the year but everyone was betting on Korean baseball so um, so my job within BUSR I do uh, a lot of the publicity stuff so right now I'm doing about five or six media interviews for radio and TV talking Kentucky Derby um, and talking about all the big sport that we have on a weekly basis and then it's not just that because I still like to meddle in the prices and the, the lines themselves um, as I've been doing today I've really been going through this Kentucky Derby from a uh, or I said it wrong there Kentucky Derby um, from a betting point of view and I've been really looking at, at the form and, and we're taking some big opinions so I've been involved with the Lions guys and making sure our prices are exactly where they want to be so my job a mixture of PR this kind of stuff and then getting stuck into the betting which is my real passion, if truth be told. All right, we're uh, talking with James Ross from BUSR, and so uh, when I went over uh, and looked at your latest odds at the Kentucky Derby, and they may have changed in the hours that I've been over there, uh, but uh, right now BUSR has the biggest price in the world uh, uh, betting industry for the two favorites. Now, when I look at it, you're going to have because we're we're, we're talking a slightly different language as far as looking at the betting pools. Now, I see essential quality plus 300, rock your world plus 550. What does 300 and 550 mean, James? 
So um, you've got two options uh, with BUSR. You can either uh, place a fixed odds bet, um, which means that if you want to go and have uh, $100, let's say, on um, essential quality right now, you can win $300 profit, plus 300. And you can guarantee that price of plus 300. Um, or, of course, look, you can wait till the day of the race and you can bet into the pool. There's no problem with that either. So you've got the choice. Um, but the fixed odds and the futures betting is very, very popular with BUSR because we have so many customers that, you know, they might be looking at a horse now thinking, you know, I fancy super stock. Um, I, re- I think super stock's going to go off at, you know, kind of five to one six to one um you know and the pool price is going to be really short but i can pack super stock right now at plus 1100 or 11 to one as we'd say in the uk um so two ways two ways to bet on it and it's you know it's different uh, different strokes for for different folks but um doesn't matter how you look at it essential quality and rock your world yep we are going best price about those two big favorites um really because me and you know a few of the guys in work we've been looking at them and we just think those prices are too short all the few i'm seeing two to one with the vast majority of, of firms for essential quality right now plus maybe 220 or plus 230 maximum we've gone plus 300 i oppose essential quality and in about nine days time i will either look like a genius or an idiot <laughs> i expect it to be the latter well, uh, you, you've got them laid out pretty good here as far as my mindset is concerned. Now, you've whetted my appetite. I want to lock in on a bet. How do I do it? How do I get a hold of BUSR? Well, well first thing, when it comes to you, John, what is this bet that you're trying to lock in? I think that I think the listeners want to know who, it, who exactly it is you might be looking at. Um, I, well, right now, I can't bet essential quality because – People are going to go crazy betting on them. So uh, from an odds perspective, uh, I'm probably looking at, I I think, Superstock jumped up and ran a big race, but it wasn't just a lucky race. I mean, his trainer's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. And this horse, if you look at it, at the way he's been going, uh, he's been incrementally getting better. You know, he's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. And he had a better setup in his last race and that there was little more speed than his races before that where he's just hitting the board. You're guaranteed speed in the Kentucky Derby. There's just too much adrenaline pumping into these babies. And there's also horses that can only do it on the front end. So I'm looking for kind of a a, a close uh, uh, stalker to, to the pace. Um, as we spoke the other day, so many people go, oh, a mile and a quarter. Nobody's gone that distance. I'm going to look for a Silky Sullivan type and get a horse that comes roaring at the end. <laughs> they seldom, seldom win. You've got to be one, two, three at the quarter pole in the Kentucky derby i'm not saying essential quality won't be there you know i i i believe he will and uh but the the question that came out of uh the uh, bluegrass was is he a mile and a quarter horse and i'll tell you the horse that i think got the most out of that race was um highly motivated that you have right now at at seven to one so okay let's just say i i want to bet uh, rock your world and uh, highly motivated. Rock your world. To, uh, can I do win place show? Walk me through it. Yep, you absolutely can do win place show. And uh, and just to talk you through how you actually get on the website, it's www.busr.com forward slash 
ponies and that will uh, you'll land on a special page just for uh, winning ponies fans and um and that will um we will give you a free 20 dollar bet just for joining up so that's the address to follow it's www.busr.com forward slash ponies and we will give you a 20 dollar free bet just for joining us um so do that as soon as you can and yeah you've got the option you can either play on the um on the day or any time from wednesday onwards you'll be able to play win uh place and show at pool prices or you can play right now at the fixed odds of uh, as i say 550 on rock your world my reason to oppose rock your world very simple for me i don't think he's gonna like dirt in his face and it's only his second time out on dirt is that is that uh, is that a doubt for you at all john i don't think he's gonna have dirt in his face i think he's gonna be one two three all the way around um, that's the style that he showed in the Santa Anita Derby. I know that he started his career out on the turf, but even those were strong efforts that I think he can use as a springboard to improve off of. I know he's uh, lightly raced, uh, but he, he's in good hands, and he just could be the now horse. I, I really think that being near the lead is going to be important, and I think that's guaranteed with him. So in answer to your question, I don't think he's going to be getting that much dirt knocked on his face. Now, the other thing that we need to touch on is the reason why a lot of people won't want to bet until after Tuesday is the Kentucky Derby post positions. Because as we know, uh, 5 through 15 is generally the best, even though we've had some, uh, like Authentic last year, win from the far outside post. But, man... It, it is a graveyard if you get down on that one, two, three hole because there's very little time to change your tactics as uh, those other 17 horses come over on you. Uh, so it, it, if, if I make a bet, it, it'll be after the, the draw for post uh, for sure. So again, if Rock Your World draws the one hole, nah, baby, nah, I, I, won't, I won't be near him. But uh, this is unbelievable, James. I did not know you were going to offer a $20 free bet to our listeners. Now, is there a winning ponies code or anything I put in, or uh, what's the secret handshake? Uh, well, you say that you didn't know I was going to offer a $20 free bet. Neither did I, and neither does my boss. I've just decided <laughs> to do it. I just wanted to do it for some fun. I thought, first show, let's have some fun. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do as well. I, I know you said you don't want to bet on Rock Your World now, but I will give you a $200 free bet on Rock Your World, and if that horse wins, let's give the money to charity. So there you go. You've got $200 plus $550 on Rock Your World, so it can go to the charity of your choice if you win. Um, another thing, my boss has not signed off, but uh, it's 2 in the morning and he's probably not listening um and and sorry just finally, <laughs> i do have to cover the the draw on tuesday look so many things yeah, of course the draw is going to be absolutely everything but don't forget the aes there's the also eligibles we got hosier keep me in minds there's uh, starring in my arms um in my dreams sorry and you've got um king fury i actually fancy hosier um you know if baffert can get that in the race that 50 to 1 shortens pretty soon so it's not just about the draw it's it's actually who's going to make that final 20 very interesting because you know like i said so many things can happen you know a horse can go off on his feed he can have a disappointing work uh you know weather could come along and they could miss some morning action uh there's just we've seen it happen year after year and somebody does sneak in so uh it'll be you know and and again any horse that's got uh uh bob baffert's name associated with it that right now if i'm reading right james five thousand to one 
Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's that's futures betting. You're taking the chance. Will Hosier even run? Um, if he does, I think that suddenly becomes about a 20 to 1 shot, plus 2,000 maximum. So, you know, you take your chance. Is it, that's the one out of the AEs that would particularly appeal to me. But the draw on Tuesday, can't wait for it. Yeah, it should be, uh, should be a great event, lots of hype around it. And then hopefully the media will start talking about this derby like they should have done in September, but they never quite got the publicity it deserved. This time, it feels like a proper derby. It does. It does. Well, uh, James Ross, this has been great. I'm so glad that you're going to become a regular on the show. And uh, maybe you won't because by the time your boss finds out the offer you made to us, you may not be there in a couple of weeks. But (laughs) Good point well made. But one more time, www.busr, Bet US Racing. That's what it stands for. www.busr.com forward slash ponies and we'll give you that $20 free bet. It'll be credited in your account by midday tomorrow. All right. Well, uh, James, I'll be sure to give that uh, that site out uh, more as, as the show progresses. But once again, I really want to thank you for coming on with us. I'm so happy about the partnership we're going to have with BUSR. And I'm going to want to tap into your knowledge for some of the bigger races we cover across the pond, as we like to say, because I'm sure you'll have a lot more insight than I would sitting here in my armchair. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Can't wait to speak again. And hopefully let's uh, chat again before the Tarpy next week. All right. Well, go get some sleep, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks, John. All right. That was uh, James Ross from BUSR. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back a guy that uh, stay on listening with us because he is the man who comes up with the National Derby Dozen, and he's going to tell us who he likes and why. The King of Louisville, Byron King, will be with us next. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free. 1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me, the king of the cappers in Louisville. He is uh, talking to us from his hometown where the twin spires will sparkle a week from Saturday. Byron King, how are you? I'm okay. I'm losing a little on the volume, but that could be on my end. Um, th- mm. Things are going good. It's kind of exciting. No, you're back there now. Um, so uh, you... Uh, are responsible now for the for the Derby dozen that a lot of people go right to, and um, you want to find out uh, who the blood horse is, is you know picking in here, and um, it's your responsibility now. And uh, it, from what I've been reading, uh, Byron, it sounds like uh, you haven't been able to hit the snooze button on your alarm lately. <laughs> Apparently not. They've been keeping me active. You know, I, I it's. The turf riders' busiest time of year is always, or as it has been for me in my 25 years in the plus, you know, doing this is from Keeneland until the first Saturday in May. It's a pretty, uh, um, it's a pretty active pace, you know. But uh, it's the way it should be, you know. It's a really, uh, and then it continues, of course, through the Triple Crown. But that's the, you know, the Derby is on its own own level. Absolutely. I mean, that's what uh, uh, James Ross was telling me. He says, you may not understand how much interest there is in the Kentucky Derby over here. I mean, it's it's worldwide. There's no doubt about it. But so you got to be right oh. there. Your your boots on the ground, and so I'm I'm going through your your derby dozen, and uh, I'm seeing that so and so worked uh, breezed in fifty nine and three, and uh, somebody else got loose on the backstretch after their gallop, and uh, I won't go through every one of them because we're limited on our time, and twelve means. Uh, we're barely going to give a minute and a half to each horse. So let's take them backwards. We'll go a little bit lighter on the the last 10, and then we'll give more detail on your top 10. So uh, uh, on the outside of your picks, Dynamic One and Soup and Sandwich. Yeah, they, these two are pretty – they're toward the bottom of the dozen here. Dynamic One was second in the Wood Memorial. And you may say, well, why do you like him but not 
I don't have the horse, for example, that won the Wood Memorial in there, Burbonic. And the reason is, is I thought Dynamic One ran the better race. He was wider, and the other horse got the better trip. And then additionally, these two worked together uh, last week, and uh, Dynamic One outperformed Burbonic when they were working. So I like this horse more. At the same time, he's a bit slow to starting, so I think that is a concern. He kind of makes his own luck because he starts slowly. You know, he, that's one of the reasons he has wider trips and things, but he can't grab position. Now, Soup and Sandwich, on the other hand, is quick. Uh, he can get himself in the race very uh, quickly, and he is very talented. He won his first two starts, and then he ran second in the Florida Derby, but still a little short on seasoning, only three starts, and in the Florida Derby, he did not switch leads until the closing 70 yards or so of the race. So... I think a 20-horse derby could present uh, a challenge for him. All right, breaking in at number 10, highly motivated. Now, my question is, will the derby be won by an into mischief, a curlin, or a tappet? I hope none of those, because you know what I did last fall? I played the, the Kentucky Derby Sire future wager, yeah, and I took I took the field in there, and I did some exactus too, whatever. I think I got six to one on the field, so maybe five to one. I can't remember precisely, but they're the less heralded sires. But there's a lot of them. By my count, there were like of the twenty or so that are probable for the Derby. There were like oh, I think about eight or nine that were by sires in that field, and uh, the best of which is. You know, Hot Rod Charlie's by Oxbow, uh, Medina Spirit by Britannico. So there are some of them. So like that Super Stock by Dialed In. So they don't all have to be by the Super the super Sires. But what a sire into mischief is. I mean, holy cow. I mean, just the, the speed they have. But at the same time, you know, for a long time, his horses were classified as sprinter milers. But then Authentic changed a whole lot of that, didn't he, last year, you know, proving that he could win the Derby and the Breeders' Cup Classic at a mile and a quarter. And the fact is, is a lot of them are just plain fast. But it is probably true that, that a certain percentage of them turn out to be in that sprinter miler mode, more so than, say, a son of Curlin. All right, now let's let's move along because I definitely want to get uh, put more more stock in your top five. Uh Number nine, interesting, Obesos, if I'm saying that correctly. Correct. He actually worked today at Churchill Downs, uh, today being Thursday the, the 22nd, and, and this was a, you know, another sparkling move. He was third in Louisiana Derby, and he's a horse that I've all been all the way up into ninth. I didn't have him in it last week, and the reason was I wasn't sure if he would make the race. Uh, he only has 25 Derby points. But there's been some defections, and now he is safely in the field this year. Uh, the criteria for number of points will be lower than in most of the years in the points era. But he's a live long shot. Let me tell you, I would not overlook him. And then just ahead of him, we have Superstock in number eight. Superstock won the Arkansas Derby, uh, and that is a grade one, one of the best preps. I'm not so sure, though, that this year's field was a vintage group. And he had a perfect talking trip behind two dueling leaders. So I like him a bit, but I don't love him. Um, and that is super stock number eight. 
All right, he'd probably be my price horse. Uh, <clears throat> then we have another Asmussen bred uh, Midnight Bourbon ranked ahead of him, and I I kind of like the other horse, but that's okay. Give me a give me a shot of Midnight Bourbon here. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, first of all, you've got a cool name, number one. But then number two, you know, one of the most consistent horses at the third round this winter. I mean, he hit the board in every one of those three major stakes. The Lecomte, the Risen Star, the Louisiana Derby. You know, he ran a fine second in Louisiana Derby, holding off Obesos. You know, you got a Hall of Fame trainer. He's by Tiz now, so distance, no problem, mile and a quarter, or you wouldn't think on a pedigree basis. I think he's rock solid. And then above him, kind of my wild card, I think, in the bunch, Mandaloon, who was nowhere in the Louisiana Derby, but he won the Risen Star and in his first race with Blinkers, and he ran pretty well in the little comp, too. But he had one of the best workouts of this past week. You know, it was a sparkling move uh, going, you know, just uh, around in 111 and 2. I really think this horse is doing well. And Brad Cox is just an outstanding trainer. I'm expecting a bounce back from number six, Mandaloon. All right. He's an into mischief. Um, Medina Spirit, uh, not so well known on the uh, pedigree lines, the son of uh, Protonico. But uh, there's an interesting name attached with it, Bob Baffert. Yeah, and that's a name that's well-known, isn't it, right? Six-time Derby winner. I mean, he can he can hold the uh, sole possession of the record for most derbies if he wins his seventh. I mean, that's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, this horse has never been worse than second in his lifetime. The ones that have beaten him are Life is Good and Rock Your World. Um, two unbeaten horses. Uh, life is good is going to miss the Derby, so it doesn't have to worry about him. Uh, so uh, this horse is training well. He's, you know, showing the typical Bob Baffert works. He's won the Kentucky Derby a couple times with horses that did not win the Santa Anita Derby. You know, Real Quiet and Silver Charm were second in the Santa Anita Derby. This horse was second in the Santa Anita Derby. And then ahead of him, I have the horse that, Beat him in the Santa Anita Derby. That would be Rock Your World. Have him at number four. He has shown a lot of ability. Went from turf to dirt. Flawless performance in the Santa Anita Derby. But he did do it on the lead. Kind of was able to dictate terms. Whether he can do that in the Kentucky Derby is a whole other story. And whether he can take his show on the road from California. He has never run outside his home track, Santa Anita. Uh-huh. Well, we, we've seen other Derby winners do that, but uh, uh, Rock Your World, I kind of like this horse. I think he's the now horse. I know he's not as well-seasoned as some, but horses in the recent years have shown us that you don't need 10 races to win the Kentucky Derby. All right, anybody that's got uh, somebody named Charles in the family will be back in Hot Rod Charlie, your number three pick. Yeah, Hot Rod Charlie. You know, this is a horse that's just... You know, just honest as they come. I mean, he runs second last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at, like, I don't know, obscene odds, right? You know, and, and there were some people maybe thought it was a fluke, but no fluke. This guy, he won, he won the Louisiana Derby. He has a Flavian Pratt in the saddle. Kind of interesting jockey moves that unfolded here in the, in the recent weeks. You know, they did not, he was ridden by Joel Rosario, in winning the Louisiana Derby, and Rosario was riding Concert Tour as well, who was the Arkansas Derby favorite. 
he runs third in the Arkansas Derby, and Baffert's kind of on the fence. Do I run in the Derby? Do I not run in the Derby? He passes. Uh, by this point, they've hooked up uh, Flavian Pratt to ride out ride Charlie, and, well, Rosario was able to bump a Rispoli off of Rock Your World. So um, there's been a whole lot of jockey drama among among these horses at number three and four. And then we go to Known Agenda at number two. He is the Florida Derby winner. Much improved since adding blinkers, two for two. I mean, he is, the Florida Derby has been, I believe, the most productive uh, prep for the Kentucky Derby in terms of number of winners. I think it might get one more winner and a few of the other preps over the years. But certainly it is a very, very key race and, He's uh, very much a likable type in here. You know, I don't think he's really flashing his work. His workout the other day didn't really blow me away all that much, but his current form sure does. I like him. Known agenda, number two. And you want to do a drum roll for number one? I do. I do. Hold on. <laughs> I, got, I got to get my set out that I bought for my son. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you live from Louisville, Kentucky, who was the top pick in Byron King's Derby Top 12 from the Blood Horse. Take it away. Essential quality, the juvenile champ, five for five. You know, he's just so good. I mean, he looked on the ropes, I thought, in the bluegrass. I thought at the top of the stretch, even by the eighth pole, oh, he's going to run second. And he just wore down, highly motivated, just kept coming at him. I just really love how this horse loves to win. I mean, he's just a a hard trier and a talented, talented horse. Uh, much like known agenda, I did not think he had the best workout of all these prospects last week. You know, he certainly was sharp. He went 59-3 and in company, but he didn't really, you know, put away his workmate. In fact, his workmate on the gallop out stayed a little bit in front of him. So uh, that would be the only chink in his armor, I, I would see. But, I mean, he's won at Churchill Downs. He's trained there so much of his career. Brad Cox, an outstanding trainer. He's by Caput. Five for five. I mean, holy cow, a lot to like, obviously, in essential quality. And, of course, uh, you know, if you read from the desert to the derby, you know that this was the ultimate goal of the sheik who holds up uh, Godolphin uh, racing dynasty. And uh, in his honor, it would be something else. Now, I will say you're right. He just finds a way to win. He was very game. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, my head's off to highly motivated. Uh, he looked like a winner there late. But again, Luis Sayez, an essential quality, just dug down and found a little bit more. Can they find it for another eighth of a mile is my question. Oh, I think he'll, he shouldn't get beat, I don't think, because of the distance. I mean, he doesn't strike me as a horse that has any kind of distance question marks. You know, I think, of course, he is not as speedy as some other horses in the field, but he is versatile. I mean, for example, in a relatively paceless bluegrass, he was able to sit second, which was the key to being highly motivated. Highly motivated likely would have beaten a lot of horses uh, with that kind of lone speed trip. But this horse adapted. And then, uh, you know, the juvenile last year, the pace was smoking, and he was 
you know, whatever he was, eight, ten lengths off the pace, and he comes in and wins it. And that's the kind of stuff that really will serve him well in a derby where there's just no telling what will happen trip-wise with a horse. Um, and I think that depending on, of course, you know, we got to see the draw for post positions and things, but I, you know, Cato uh, River's uh, supposed to run, and if he runs, and as well as Rock Your World and a few others, it's hard for me to foresee a situation where, you know, the pace isn't pretty lively. Yeah, I mean, say what you want. No, we're going to take back or we're going to let somebody else go on. You know, there's just too much adrenaline pumping on Derby Day, and there's always two or three that they got to go to the front. Or they've just decided that's their best tactic. I mean, we don't know how the track's going to come up. Would it be, you know, sloppy? Right. Who knows? You, you might want to use And sometimes a, a they go out tactic. there and they go quick, but they can still sustain it. You know, I mean, obviously, Justify set a fast pace and just kept going. I justify. Um, but, the you know, the you know, sometimes a fast pace doesn't mean that you're sure to cave. If you can clear and get a little breathing room to where you're not, like, no one's eyeballing you, usually the most damaging paces are, is when someone's pushing you and you're going quick. You know, those are the things that really seem to take their toll. Um, but there's trade-offs, you know. I mean, even no matter what the pace is, you know, you don't want to be having to circle the field five wide uh, from the back of the pack. That doesn't help, right? So, um, you know, there's there's not a lot of easy trips in the Kentucky Derby, which is why when you see one, you know, one of these unbelievable Calvin Burrell rail skimming rides in the derby that you just go, holy cow, just amazing um, to negotiate something like that. Um, it can happen. We've, glory days. We've, we've seen it. Well, uh, Byron, uh, good luck and uh, enjoy Derby Day. Thanks for everything that you've been posting on, on the Derby Dozen, and we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. I look forward to it, John. You be well. All right, that was Byron King from the Blood Horse, and I want to thank James Ross from BUSR. Remember, folks, you've got to go to www.busr.com forward slash ponies, and James is giving us a $20 free bet, so sign up. You've got nothing to lose, and meanwhile, I'm going to go head-to-head with James and see if I can't uh, win some money for the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund. Uh, in in kind of a fun game for charity. So again, uh, thank you. One last time, if you're fumbling for a piece of paper, www.busr.com forward slash ponies. I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for joining us so much on Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners. Winners.